Are you looking to add some sizzle to your holiday season? Well, we've got just the thing for you. This Christmas, surprise your partner with a sexy gift that will light up the night. Holiday deals are sizzling hot right now at Hustler Hollywood. With 59 locations nationwide, there's bound to be one near you. So why wait? Head to your local Hustler Hollywood store today or online and explore a world of tantalizing options to spice up your holiday season. Don't miss out on the chance to make this holiday unforgettable. Visit Hustler Hollywood now and bring that extra spark into your festivities. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Hi, I'm Holly Randall, and welcome to my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. This is a show about sex, the adult industry, and the people in it. I'm a 21-year veteran of this fascinating little industry, and as the eldest child of the trailblazing erotic photographer Suze Randall, you could say I grew up in it. So forget everything you think you know about porn, because this show is going to change your mind. My guests are some of the biggest names in the industry, and we unabashedly reveal the real behind-the-scenes stories. The funny, the inspiring, the tragic, and the bizarre. Everyone has an opinion about sex work, but few people actually listen to the sex workers. So sit back and prepare yourself for a podcast, which is honest, raw, and unfiltered. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holly Randall Unfiltered special Christmas episode. I love the holidays, and so I'm very excited to have a very special guest here. But before I introduce them, I want to give a shout out to my sponsors. Um, I have to, of course, give thanks to Factor Meals for making eating nutrition food so easy. I actually, like, no joke, ate my factor meal before I came here, was in a rush, did not have time to make something, and it was really delicious. And I also drank the smoothie in the car on the way over here, so I feel I feel revitalized and ready to sit down and have a lovely conversation with my guest here. And then, of course, I um, want to give a shout-out to Blue Chew as well. They are definitely my main sponsor, and you know, they are a way for you to really make sure that you have a magical Christmas. If you're experiencing confidence issues in the bedroom, Blue Chew is here for you. They have the same ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Um, try your mo- first month for free by using code Holly at bluechew.com. All you pay is $5 in shipping. Um, that reminds me that I should also tell you, of course, I have a special code for you for Factor Meals. Um, that's code HRU50 at factormeals.com um, to get 50% off. Okay. So my guest today um, recently secured several nominations for XBiz and ABN, um, including Best New Performer. And uh, very excited to say that she scored two ABN nominations for her role in my featurette Hopeless. Welcome, Lumi Ray. Yay. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm great. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. You, do, you look lovely today, as well, I said. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, Lumi, let's, you know, start from the beginning. How did you get into the adult industry? Because you were a cook, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was a cook for, I think, five, maybe six years. I always forget that I lost a year to COVID, but... Yeah, I mean, I just remember I kept getting burnt out, and I didn't want that anymore. I still love to cook, but the whole working like an eight-hour shift and being on my feet and for very little pay was Mm -hmm. just like not – the passion wasn't enough for me anymore. So I kind of started OnlyFans just to see – you know, for fun. And mm-hmm. I made more in the first like 10 hours of having one than I did in my eight hour shift of working in a like fine dining restaurant in Napa. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like, and I always was very comfortable like being naked in front of the camera. Um, 
that's all I was doing for a minute. I wasn't having sex yet until I went and shot my first scene. Mm. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about your job as a cook because that's mm -hmm. like interesting and unusual. You don't like meet a lot of female <laughs> cooks, especially like hot female cooks. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they're out there and I just, they have not revealed themselves to me. Mm -hmm. But um, so how did you like get into that? Did you love cooking from an early age? Like, do you remember as a kid making stuff? I actually didn't. I My mom's very like OCD and picky in a great way. I love her so much. But she only made like certain things and her palate was very, um, I don't know. She raised us not very explorative with food. Mm -hmm. And she also didn't really need help in the kitchen. She was a single mom and was kind of like, I'm doing everything. Mm -hmm. um, I actually didn't start cooking until I was 17, I was working at this restaurant and I was just hosting, doing front of the housework. And another female cook was kind of like, oh, you, I guess just my energy kind of made her think that I would do well uh, in the kitchen. So I started training and two years later, I was like the head cook at that restaurant. Oh, wow. And then just... Yeah, I just kind of fell in love with it. Fell in love with the organization and mm -hmm. mise en place. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know, that I always compare, like, a busy day in a restaurant feels a lot like a, like, lawn set day. Mm. And that feeling, even if you're in the weeds and things aren't going right or you're behind schedule, you're, by the end of it, you're like, we did that. Mm -hmm. We got through that. And you can go home feeling like a little more fulfilled. Yeah. So that's why I always loved about it. Yeah. So as the head cook, did you get to decide on new menu items? Did you like oversee other people? I like, would you, like, what would you do specifically? Were mm -hmm. there like certain things you're like, okay, I do the main and other people do the sides or like, how does it yeah. work? Yeah. Yeah. I would do stuff like that or, um, like open the restaurant, set up everything, train new people. Um, I worked, yeah, at this creperie. And the owner, most of the time, she would come up with the uh, menu. Mm -hmm. So I never got that experience. It's very rare that I worked in restaurants and mm -hmm. that was a thing. So that's why I always tell people, like, the difference between being a chef and a cook was I cooked what people told me to cook. Okay. And when you're a chef, you usually get more of a – you get to come up with recipes. Okay. It's so it was very rare I got to do that. <laughs> okay. So that's interesting. I didn't know that there was a distinction there. Mm -hmm. And that totally makes sense. Yeah. And people always are like, you were a chef. I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I'm sure just people out there who really like have worked hard to be a chef, I'm, I'm sure it's probably a big slap in the face sometimes. So I don't always consider myself to be a chef. Um Mostly just at home. It's mm -hmm. the only time I'm like, oh, I'm going to kind of come up with something mm -hmm. or do my own version of a recipe. Right, <laughs> right. What is, like, your favorite thing about cooking? It's honestly, like, I love just – I feel like it's a meditation for me just chopping everything. Mm. Like, sharpening knives, chopping, um, setting everything up, having, like, my whole mise en place mm -hmm. organized. And then – watching what I create with that. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's fun. It's So my husband does all the cooking at home, and I don't mind cooking. I, mm -hmm. I like to cook, and I cook sometimes. But I have, like, this weird thing about cooking where I feel like I would get into it more, but this is going to sound really strange. But the strange thing about, like, cooking that I find unsatisfactory for me is that you make something, and then it's gone. <laughs> right. <laughs> which of course like is the point you're making food for people to consume and like have an experience but I don't know like for me I'm just like I work so hard to make this beautiful thing and then you just like cut it up and like shove it in your mouth and then mm -hmm. just like I, I, and I think that that also relates to why I love photography so much right because I love the permanence of it mm -hmm. I'm freezing this moment in time mm -hmm. that can never be replicated and I'm saving it and I'm preserving it right. and like Food is, like, the opposite of that. <laughs> so I think, like, there's just some weird, like, internal struggle that I have with it. But then there's also something really satisfying about making something that people mm -hmm. really enjoy. 
Well, there's a actually I just watched a movie the other day called Autumn in New York with like I think it's Richard Greer and Winona Ryder, but he's a chef in it and she asked him like what he loves about being a chef or something and what he said was it's the only art form that is nourishing like it mm-hmm. that you actually like I mean I'm sure you could say that about anything but that's like the one thing but he means that out, in like a literal like way. literal sense yeah. of yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. so could start seeing it as that but I but I understand that where you're like okay and then there's also the mess yeah and <laughs> yeah that you're like huh it was so pretty for like five seconds and yeah. then it's all because <laughs> people like bring stuff out and I'm like this is so gorgeous like I don't want to mm-hmm. eat it because it's right like, pretty mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the biggest mistake that people make in the kitchen cockiness I think I think when people especially because I worked in a kitchen where I was young for many of the years and I would deal with people who I would have to train and they were older than me or maybe more experienced but then they would fuck up because they think mm-hmm. like oh well, I don't need to she doesn't know what you're talking yeah. about yeah or like men yeah yeah so that I always dealt with but it's always like okay cool like if, if you know what you're doing yeah um, cause even I learned that like, um, and asking for help, like you need to ask for help. There's no room to have an ego in the kitchen. Yeah. No matter how talented or like, uh, far you get in that world. I think you always have to remind yourself there's, and the thing is about cooking is like, there's so many different types of food to learn how to cook. Mm-hmm. So you may be really good at cooking French food, but you might not know anything about like mm-hmm. Asian food. So yeah, it's always good to remind yourself like, oh, like, I don't know, that there's room for growth always. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, there's so many variables, right, with different kinds of food and consistencies yeah. and mm-hmm. textures and mm-hmm. the way it cooks. So what is like a, what do you see is the most common mistake that like the average person makes in their home making like a, a regular meal, whether it be, you know, some of the things that I, I, I can think of that myself I have trouble with sometimes is like cooking chicken breast mm-hmm. or like making omelets. Um, even there's apparently even like a, a right way to boil an egg. Mm-hmm. Um, baking, <laughs> like what is, if there's like one piece of, one like mistake that you see people stumble on a lot, could you point out like one particular thing? Probably just attention to detail. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. even I've fucked stuff up where I'm like, oh my God, I left that in the oven for too long. Or Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, because a lot, everything I learned how to cook, I learned from chefs and in kitchens. So I feel very honored for that. It's very rare. I think I've ever watched a YouTube tutorial and been like, okay, I'm going to go do that. I'm like, I'm all I know the, how I'm I know all what about I the learned. YouTube mature, <laughs> right? Fucking tutorials. But I'm like, whatever, I'll read a recipe. And just from like my past learning, I'm like, okay, well, I know how like to do this just from. Because they won't tell you like certain things. Because like, isn't the cookware that you have, like, isn't that really important? Because if it doesn't Mm -hmm. like cook evenly, it doesn't. Or like there's certain things that you should cook, like certain meats in, or you should keep everything kind of separate but that's also like my my cook brain being like okay this is the cutting boards for poultry this is cutting boards for veggies mm-hmm. <laughs> this is yeah like cast irons are great um global chef's knives are great like there's just but it's also like that's my world like I think you can make do with whatever you have right still make good food yeah <laughs> yeah because there's people out in the jungles that make great food with yeah. very little. <laughs> right, right, right. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so have you – so you started in OnlyFans, mm-hmm. and you said you made, like, more in the first 10 hours. Yeah. How did you get – because there's, like, no discoverability on OnlyFans, right? Like, yeah. how did you get people to find you? Did you already have a social media? I, like, didn't have a big social media following. It was just um, – well, I post I before I knew also that you weren't allowed to post links or anything on uh, Instagram. I just posted it on my story and was like, 
gotta pay the bills uh-huh. <laughs> just try to be funny a lot of people subscribed and then I also kind of just read that um, read it in Twitter and then that's actually how I got discovered through uh, to do mainstream mm-hmm. was, was through Twitter was through Twitter okay so who approached you to do your first scene um freaking uh god what are they called I should know this <laughs> um exploited college girls oh yeah. yes yes exploited college girls yes, yeah that is, yeah. that is the correct term is <laughs> yeah because that yeah my first scene I also I shot and I like was having a good time but I shot with uh Tyler Nixon who's very who's yeah he's lovely, lovely. No, yeah so that's I was a like good, I was having a that's fun such time. a good first experience Tyler's great yeah he just he looks like I don't know Abercrombie models so yeah it's like is this like yeah he's also day. like a really i could see you guys getting along because he's also like a very grounded yeah person. like he loves to travel like yeah he definitely and he's also like still really close to like his family and mm-hmm. his friends like from high school like yeah. he's like one of those people that never really got sucked up in the industry yeah like, like he, he keeps he, it seems like he knows yeah. the difference between his life totally. like he really sees that just as just a job yeah yeah but um yeah, we shot that scene though. I think for like three hours, I was having sex for like three hours. So the sex part of itself was three hours. Yeah, I was what? like, because the beginning of it is just like, it's like maybe like ten minutes of questions, and then, yeah. Was it just the two of you? Yeah. <laughs> Did it, and like were there like breaks in those three hours? So I I thought that's what mainstream porn was gonna be like. Just three hours of straight sex. Wow. And then, like, started shooting more. I was like, oh, 30 minutes? And then there's, like, certain companies I've shot for now where they're like, we're fire with 15, 20. I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. So, wait, does it, did the director just be like, okay, was, just, I think like, it was just, him? yeah. Because I feel like on our, like, after an hour and a half, I would have been like, okay, we can. Yeah, we can I'm like, we like, took maybe, like wrap this up <laughs> one or two water breaks but it and they kept recording like it was just did they edit the scene to be three I, I hours have no idea. <laughs> i'm like i don't think i've watched it because wow. i was also like i don't know i don't really like watching my sex scenes always but um at least those ones yeah because i'm like a lot of times i don't like the makeup they, they mm. <laughs> provide but yeah like I'll watch like the one that we did, like me right. and Casey did and stuff. What you mean the one that got nominated for, for best for girl, girl, best girl, girl? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one, and mm-hmm. you guys like it was felt really intimate, and you guys like really mm-hmm. connected, and yeah, yeah, it was just nice too because we could just kind of like let you go, and yeah, that's how it felt. Yeah, yeah. it was it nice. Yeah, lovely day. So, um, okay, so you did your first. Uh, porn scene for exploited college girls and after that did you like get an agent like what was your next move yeah and then decided to move to LA and signed with not the best agent Mm -hmm. and then I think I lasted like six months with them and was just like just didn't vibe with them Mm -hmm. and then recently everything came out about yeah that person so i was yeah we're talking about molly models by the way i think we can say that (laughs) okay i was like because well i try i'm not i don't like to like necessarily call people out and stuff but this is very public and yeah that's true so yeah it's not like that's true like hush hush yeah and also yeah i'm like i don't care for that human so yeah um it's actually funny how i got him to let me out of my contract (laughs) Was it so you got out of your contract before that happened? Yeah, it was way, it was like probably almost like a year before all that happened. Okay, um, I like tweeted because I'm I'm pretty vulgar on Twitter, Mm -hmm. like, I'm like, I'm always more funny, I make poop jokes, I make jokes about whatever. I'm Mm -hmm. not really trying to be a girl next door and pretend like I'm not human so I made one I tweeted something about like Indian food <laughs> and and he told me to delete the tweet and it's not good for branding and I was like no mm-hmm. I was like I didn't hire you for branding mm-hmm. and then he was like calls me and let me out of my contract literally because of that because of that tweet 
Wow. <laughs> because I didn't want to delete a tweet where I was joking about. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably <laughs> more than that. It was probably like, especially when you it refused. Was, we already he, had yeah, such say, a push and pull thing. Like, and he probably felt like you weren't someone that he could control. Oh, hell no. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I told him, I was like, I'm at the time I was 24 when I got in the industry. I'm 26 now. And I was just like, I'm a grown woman. Like, I'm, just, I'm not here to, you're not going to like prom- give me empty promises or try to manipulate me in doing anything I don't want to do. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, at the end of the day, if I really don't like this, I'll go back to cooking or yeah. I'll do comedy or I'll do something else. Like, I'm not, my whole life isn't riding on, like, being, like, yeah. A porn star. Yeah. yeah. Which is, having, like, having that sense of freedom and knowing that you have other alternatives, I think, is, like, really important. Yeah. But it's also, I'm also grateful, like, that I have that. I know, like, not every girl yeah. has that and also probably doesn't feel like they're even capable of having that. Mm-hmm. So it's just my I mean, environment. I feel like you're definitely somebody who has doesn't have a problem setting boundaries. Is that is that have you always been that way, or is that something that you kind of? I think learned, the older I got, yeah, and like through relationships and also through yeah, honestly, like having a make my own way through a male dominated industry like cooking. I yeah. I had to <laughs> I had to have a voice and mm-hmm. <laughs> I was always just this tiny redhead trying to like mm-hmm. and I also grew up with brothers, so that's mm-hmm. always gonna make someone be but I was the oldest, so I just, it wasn't like they bullied me. I right. was probably the one who bullied them. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've always it's definitely been through age and like learning through relationships and how to set boundaries and also have respect for myself and through therapy. <laughs> therapy does help for sure. Yeah. But yeah, setting boundaries is, is tough. I think that's probably like the biggest thing that most people struggle with mm-hmm. is we try to navigate like our social circles. And I think that a lot of people coming into the adult industry, especially if they're young, mm-hmm. struggle with that. And that's where you yeah, get into they trouble. they think they have to do things that they definitely don't have to do to yeah. get further in their career. Yeah. And, yeah, I wish there was, like, a sort of, like, seminar that we could put on for, like, 18-year-olds yeah. that are ever considering, like, doing this work. Yeah. I mean... <sighs> There is information out there. I think it's also, like, a problem of where do people find that, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. How do you feel about – because you were, what, 24 when you got in? Yeah. How do you feel about 18-year-olds getting in? Because I know a lot of people say they think that's too young. Yeah, I – like, I even was, like – yeah, I feel like 18 is too young. I think it's cool to, like, do the camming thing and whatever um, thing that's kind of, like, a gateway to this. Mm Mm-hmm. They should definitely build an audience doing that first, probably. Like, I didn't do that, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I, but again, I had a whole life before this. Mm-hmm. And I also, so I developed a work ethic. I developed boundaries. I'm like a grown woman getting into the industry. And I think like maybe 21, mm-hmm. like I could see like if I did this at 21, I would have still like had to learn a lot of stuff, but yeah, 18, I can't picture myself, like, doing this at 18. Yeah. I feel like it would be – because, again, like, I wouldn't know, like, what's okay, what mm-hmm. do I have to do, what – like, what companies are, like, the right – like, uh, have my best interests and um, – Because your agent's yeah. not always going to direct that, you And you know, like, I didn't know that, that even at 24. Yeah. And then I quickly, from just, like, conversations with him over text, I was like – this guy's like <laughs> yeah like I don't know what's happening but I don't feel good about it right but I was able to stick up for myself because I was mm-hmm. like no I'm not gonna do that no I'm not gonna shoot for them no I'm not I hold myself to higher standards sorry like yeah it's yeah. it's it's hard it's like because like the age argument is it comes up a lot and it's mm-hmm. tough because it's also, I don't, you know, there's several 
arguments I could say like for it that I've heard. Um, one of them is, of course, like, well, if the government decides you're 18 and you can like go to war and die for your country, then like yeah. you can do porn. Yeah. Um, and then I do know some people who have gotten into the industry at 18 and were just like kind of more mature 18 year olds yeah. that did well for themselves mm-hmm. or like it got them out of a very bad situation at home and yeah. it got them like financially independent in a mm-hmm. way that they weren't able to do otherwise. Yeah. But then there's been a ton of people that, you know, have said that they wished that they were, they had yeah. waited. I remember Alina Lopez yeah. said something to me that I thought was, that I always think about. And she said that, you know, before she came into porn, she had a regular quote unquote job, right? Right. So she, like you just said, like learned work ethic, like mm-hmm. being the importance of being on time, mm-hmm. um, you know, boundaries and that kind of thing. And she was saying, you know, a lot of sometimes girls come into this industry and this is literally their first job. Yeah. You know I what think, I mean? And then I it's like. I'll take back the 18 year old thing. I think this should just not be someone's first job. Yeah. Yeah. Because the other thing too, when you're. I was 18 working at in a kitchen, not making a lot of money, but making good money at, for being 18 mm-hmm. and deciding not to do the college route Yeah, versus my friends who did the college thing, but they also like struggled because they're like, I can't even get a job. I don't have time. And but, they have student debt. And then they have all this debt, but, yeah. um, but I can't imagine being 18 and being handed a thousand dollars like to go have mm-hmm. sex and mm-hmm. then of course when you're 18 you're like oh shoes oh lingerie like mm-hmm. i'm gonna go buy all this other stuff you're not thinking like oh like ira account yeah. or like you're not thinking taxes. about that taxes you're not thinking about how yeah so i feel like if you're gonna get into the industry at 18 for sure like service industry or like you have to at least have a job where you have to hold yourself accountable yeah (laughs) because that's a big thing for this industry yeah because the thing is like with most you know jobs you have a boss yeah who will fire you if you don't show up to work on time or like you fuck around or whatever whereas you're really like in the adult industry you're an independent contractor Mm -hmm. right for like several different brands that aren't connected to each other yeah so you know you can be you can like there's more room to fuck around mm-hmm. um but also to like really put yourself in a disadvantage because if you become somebody who has the reputation of like mm-hmm. always being late like not yeah. being professional people may not necessarily tell you that but they just won't hire yeah. you yeah and then you're like oh and All then you're like why you're like and working. like you don't really know because you've never had that 9 to 5 where yeah. you had to clock in at a certain time mm-hmm. and you got written up if you did something Mm -hmm. wrong you know yeah so it's kind of it's tricky Mm -hmm. this episode is brought to you by blue chew the game changer that will take your performance to new heights blue chew is not just about solving ed problems it's about giving you the extra confidence that you deserve picture this you're in the heat of the moment and you want to bring your a game with blue chew you'll have the stamina and the staying power to make every intimate moment unforgettable Whether you're looking to impress a new partner or reignite the spark in your relationship, Blue Chew has got your back. But it doesn't stop there. Blue Chew offers a discreet and hassle-free online service, eliminating the need for awkward doctor visits or pharmacy lines. You'll receive a personalized treatment plan tailored to your needs, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. Blue Chew believes that everyone deserves to feel confident and satisfied in the bedroom. That's why they offer different subscription plans, allowing you to choose the one that fits your lifestyle best. It's convenient, discreet, and confidence, all rolled into one. So are you ready to take control of your performance? Visit bluechew.com today and reclaim your confidence in the bedroom. Still unsure? Try it out for free. Just pay $5 shipping with my code HOLLY. That's bluechew.com promo code HOLLY to receive your first month for free. Hey guys, I want to talk to you about something very important, nutrition. Now, if you're like me and your life is a juggling act of family, work, personal care, your husband, everything else that life throws at you, you know that it's really, really hard to eat well when you're always on the run. 
This is why I love Factor Meals so much. I've been using Factor Meals for months now, well before they came to me to sponsor my podcast. So I can definitely say that they are a product that I love and that I use all the time. So here's the deal. If you're ready to take the stress out of mealtimes and enjoy truly delicious food, head over to factormeals.com slash HRU50 and get 50% off when you use code HRU50. That's factormeals.com slash HRU50 and use code HRU50 to get your factor meals at 50% off. Lighten up guys, it's the holiday season. Use that time to get your shopping done, not in the kitchen. Go to factormeals.com slash HRU50 and use code HRU50 to get 50% off. Factor Meals, they are delicious, they are nutritious, and they will take you absolutely no time at all to prepare. We all know Adam and Eve is the one-stop shop for everything sexy. And now with my code Holly, you can get any one item for 50% off plus 10 free gifts. And you'll even get free shipping. So spice up your sex life at adamandeve.com, but only if you use code Holly. You said that porn helped you heal your relationship with sex and intimacy. Mm -hmm. Um, What did your relationship with sex look like before you were in porn? I feel like for me, I was always raised with this mindset that was kind of like a power tool. Mm. (laughs) Um, But I was always just naturally horny and (laughs) kind of – didn't like I was always raised by people that were like you have to wait to have sex or you have mm-hmm. to have like no one's gonna respect you if you mm-hmm. fuck on the first date and I was kind of just like like the first person I had sex with was a friend and I was just like oh I don't care if we don't date like mm-hmm. um but there was like a period in my life where I feel like I had to get fucked up to have sex I couldn't make eye contact with certain partners I just I just was doing it to I don't know have that it was almost like a not a sex addiction kind of thing but that feeling of like I need I just need that but didn't really but then I would feel like shit after whether it was like someone I was dating or not I was just like why am I doing this so I started going to therapy for it. And then through this work, having it be sober <laughs> on set, and I've developed, like, really, like, some of the, like, best friendships I've ever had with people who I'm intimate on camera with. And it's just this special thing to be in that moment with someone where you're like, wow, we're both fucking nuts to be doing this job, but... I see you, you see me, like we're here together. So that's like, so now I feel like I can make eye contact with guys. I, it's, it's given me a different standard too with like dating, especially mm-hmm. people outside of the industry. Mm-hmm. So, do you find it like a little bit of a relief that you can have sex with these people that you work with for work, enjoy it, but not have like those strings attached where like, yeah. okay, now are we dating? Yeah. Do I have to call you? Am I going to no. hurt your feelings? You know what <laughs> no. I mean? Like there must be something that's a little bit just more like at ease. Like we can it literally is. just be friends and have sex and like we can just be friends. Literally. And there's there doesn't even, have to be more to that. There's some that I've had sex off camera with or like there's even some where if I've had like a weird shoot or like a weird day where they're like just come over and like I'll give you aftercare or just like mm-hmm. – I just feel like I have, and I didn't grow up with, uh, I want any of the people call me and be like, well, make sense you're porn, but my dad wasn't really around growing up. Mm-hmm. So I feel like through this too, it's like, oh, I'm developing these like really trusting, special bonds with these men mm-hmm. that I get to, yeah, have sex with and not feel like they're taking something from me it's Mm -hmm. like we're sharing this moment we're giving both of ourselves to each other and we're creating something like it's 
I don't know, it's different than just like meeting someone at a bar and going home with them. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely like a different context to it. And I think that a lot of people do imagine that, you know, all women in porn are victims and all men are predators, yeah. which is absolutely not true. I mean, obviously, there are definitely cases where that happens. Sure. And we've seen those, you know, all over the news and all over Twitter. Mm-hmm. But there's a, so much more that, that aren't like that. Yeah. And um, there is... Yeah, this kind of like camaraderie and friendship. And I think that generally like adult stars really kind of care about each other because yeah. it is an interesting line of work, right? Where you are physically yeah. intimate with somebody mm-hmm. for work. Yeah. And you're also stigmatized for it mm-hmm. generally by the world. So there's also like an us against them quality to it yeah. that I think creates more of a bond. It does. Which for is kind of sure. interesting. Yeah. But it definitely doesn't – it's interesting, though, because it definitely doesn't – I've never felt like, okay, so this is, like, the only pool of people I can date mm-hmm. because these are the only people, like, I understand. So far, I've had pretty good luck with dating outside of the industry. So I feel very grateful that I have kind of, like, the best of both worlds. Like I, I was going to ask you about that because yeah. dating <laughs> generally outside of the industry is really is, – is hard, and you don't seem to be having – issues with it no I mean I've I'm like I have my own issues with just like uh so far I haven't dated anyone who's been like I don't want you to shoot with guys or like they're uncomfortable about it um I was with this one dude for a second and he was super nice he literally told me he's like I don't want you to change anything like Mm -hmm. (laughs) about your life now that we're like hanging out and stuff um and that just that ended just from honestly I didn't feel like we were a good match but um but so far anybody I've dated um I try not to at least jump into anything like anybody I start seeing it's kind of like pretty casual for a while and then yeah I just haven't had to really get to the point where we're gonna have that conversation Mm -hmm. thankfully (laughs) but so far um I dated like couple people and they've all been very they're just like let's just talk about it or or they're kind of into it Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've had like had like two guys be like I watch your I'll watch your stuff sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm like oh like today this guy I'm seeing was like sent me something I was like oh god you found my twitter (laughs) it's like oh no and he was like yeah he's like "I, I was just wondering if he ever tweet about the time you tried to kill me with 16 habaneros i was like no (laughs) but that's what happens when you date a cook i she'll sneak 16 habaneros into your food piss her off i wasn't i wasn't pissed off i was trying to impress him because he's part peruvian and i was like oh i'm gonna make this peruvian dish and i like spice and i was like you're Peruvian, you must like spice. <laughs> and we started eating it, and I was like, huh. He's like, it's really good. And I'm like, yeah. And then we're both like sweating after like two minutes. We're like, he's like, how many habaneros did you put in it? I was like, I like six. He's like, probably put like one, and we would have been <laughs> fine. I was like, okay, well. So I almost killed him that night <laughs> on accident. Habaneros are intense. I love them, but yeah, I now I know. So, <laughs> how do you meet guys? Because you're kind of known for sliding into like famous people's DMs, right? <laughs> yes. So you're not necessarily on Tinder. No, not Tinder. Um, I have a Raya. Okay. That's usually that's like the safest one. I feel like um, so far, those that's usually where I meet people or. Mm-hmm. Instagram I've mm-hmm. I've yeah I usually just I've slid in and just usually say would bang just that's it and usually it, will you bang I just that's all I say is would bang what like I, I would bang you oh I like would what I'm bang. saying oh sorry, yeah gotcha, gotcha, that's gotcha. all I say okay. <laughs> I mean short and to the point yeah so I'm like especially if it's like yeah someone I'm kind of just like it's a famous person mm-hmm. I don't really see that being a relationship but and they respond yeah (laughs) 
Well, also too, like people get a lot. I mean, I know for me, I get so many fucking DMs mm-hmm. that like a lot of times, like I won't see people's DMs. Yeah, I, I also think... don't check my DMs anymore. Yeah, well, I have the, the blue part. check mark, so I feel like that helps. That does but help. also, that puts you in the primary section. Yeah, yeah. but also, <laughs> always like, I always said that like I feel like just saying like, oh, I'd smash or I'd bang. Mm-hmm kind of gets their attention more especially if it's like a celebrity you kind of have a crush on because they're not like I'm sure they get messages all the time about girls oh, like I'm yeah I'm in your like, city like kind of trying to step, <laughs> yeah. step around yeah and ultimate I, which I'm like if, if it's a dude that's like pretty up there like an A-list like there's not much he's probably wanting to do yeah I mean sometimes they're like so Where'd you grow up? Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, I mean, <laughs> like, I just, I just messaged you that, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you're not shy about your love for hooking up with comedians. No. What attracts you to comics specifically? Um, I mean, I've, if there's one job I think more vulnerable than being naked on camera, it's telling jokes to a crowd oh girl like stand-up <laughs> comedy gives me fucking so much anxiety yeah like i that is the one thing that i don't think i would ever have the guts to do like i will yeah. do all things mm-hmm. before stand-up comedy i will jump out of an airplane yeah. <laughs> i will jump into a pool full of roaches mm-hmm. i will have sex on camera which i won't do now right um i will do anything before i do stand-up comedy because that is so scary and i mm-hmm. almost hate going to to like open mic nights because when that person gets up there that's yeah. not that funny and mm-hmm. nobody's laughing at their jokes like the Your pain <laughs> that I feel inside for uh-huh. that person is like it's very overwhelming and uncomfortable yeah yeah <laughs> I get that and you have to, I feel like you also have to be kind of vulnerable that's to be why. good right yeah, for sure and that's why like any of my favorite comics um, I'm like now friends with which is interesting but they're all very authentic people Mm -hmm. and they're also like the kind of comics that don't like because there's comics that like kind of do the douchier thing where they're making fun of everyone else Mm -hmm. but I like like even me like I've written some stand-up and it's always like stuff based off me and my Mm -hmm. own shit yeah because I feel like if you can't laugh at yourself, then you're not a good comic. <laughs> yeah. And I think that people find humor in the things that are always personally relatable. Yeah, right? exactly. Because we all have vulnerabilities. Exactly. So when, so when someone can stand up there and not only talk about their vulnerabilities, but, mm-hmm. you know, make you laugh about them. Yeah. Then that I think that triggers something in all of us. Yeah. Because you're also like, oh, I feel included. Yes. Like, yes. Oh, I feel seen. Yes. And I'm not the only like, person who feels that way. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people, I mean, you go to a comedy show for entertainment, but you're also weirdly going for this like therapeutic kind of thing because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, it's all. And so I like those kind of comics that kind of go up and they're like, all right, like, <laughs> let's talk about trauma or like mm-hmm. let's, but in like a very lighthearted, mm-hmm. <laughs> fun way or just like the world's issues and what's going on, but somehow like having a very clever punchline mm-hmm. to make it feel a little less heavy yeah. for what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's a lot going on. Yeah. And there's a lot <laughs> for people to cope with right now. Exactly. So I'm like, I feel like that's mostly why people go at least right now, yeah. probably more than anything. Who are some of your favorite comedians? And they don't have to be people you slept with. And just because you say their name doesn't necessarily mean that you slept with them. I just want to put that out there. Unless you want to say you slept with them, then that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My favorites are Brent Morin, Andrew Santino, Bobby Lee. I only slept with Brent. Um, (laughs) I don't know who that is. He's he's lovely. He's, um, He's like one of my best friends, too. So it's like... What's but his name? Brent what? Brent Morin. He's like his uh he's like probably one of the only comics where I've rewatched his Netflix special like over okay. and over again. He's very he's very good writer, very smart. Um yeah, his comedy is almost like theater though. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know, it's very interesting. 
Um, trying to think who else. Uh, love Larry David. I don't know if he does stand up, but just as a comedian and a writer, he yeah, he's like he well, he's like yeah, he's I mean yeah. he's he's um, Seinfeld yeah, but yeah, yeah <laughs> but George but, yeah yeah uh, great. yeah the list goes on. I'm like I I can name so many, but we'll be here for another like. <laughs> Now, you said that um, over the summer you were considering doing stand-up comedy yourself. Mm-hmm. Are you still considering that? Yeah. Have you done it yet? Not yet. I've written some stuff out and was talking to my friend Bobby about uh, coming on stage mm-hmm. at one of his things, I think, at Brea Improv. So we'll see. Are you nervous? At this point, I'm just kind of like... I don't know. I'm kind of going to the new year with like, you just gotta do it. Yeah. So for I'm trying to do stand up. I'm gonna get my diving certification. I'm gonna do like things that scare me just because my. I mean, my <laughs> how I even decided to start doing porn was I had the thought of like, well, I'll try anything once. Mm-hmm. Like you just gotta yeah. do it. Like why? So yeah. and now it's led me to a great career and great life. So yeah. Let's yeah. see what comedy leads to. Let's see what maybe swimming with sharks leads to. Hopefully, yeah. I'll... and I'm sure I'm sure anal is on that list too, right? For the new yeah. Year. Well, I've I've shot. Like, actually, I don't know. Maybe you've shot anal. <laughs> I've shot. I've shot anal. I haven't. I haven't done a DP yet. Okay. And I want to, but everyone's like, hold out for a showcase. And I'm like, <laughs> oh fine. yeah, yeah. Which well, I'm like, I get it, but you know what? There's. I wouldn't say that there is. Um, that's bad advice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because once you've done it, it's once also you've done money. It, you can't like, yeah. do it again. And yeah, why not like make it the whole yeah. thing? Yeah, why not you know make the whole thing at theater? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that'd be so fun. Yeah, I do. Oh, cool. <laughs> you want to do what? a live DP <laughs> on a be, theater stage? That'd be do really stand, fun. Do a special where you do stand up comedy and then you get DP. and then I do, do. That'd be amazing. I'm sure no one's done that yet. Nobody has done that yet. I will love to do that. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. so down. I don't know who would, what company would be. <laughs> I guess I could do it. You could do it. Yeah. I'm like, we got AVNs for your featurette. So I'm like, it definitely gave me inspiration of like, also that I want to try to direct something next mm-hmm. year. Yeah. So. Um yeah, let's talk about um, our feature at Hopeless. Yeah. I just realized <laughs> I almost forgot to bring it up. Jeff's gonna fucking kill me. I know. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about um, the feature that we did, Hopeless. Um, what the story's about? How you felt shooting it? Mm-hmm. Um, how you felt about the nominations that you got? I was very excited about the nomination because I definitely wanted to give you and Jeff like a great performance as acting and like my favorite thing to do is like somebody comes to me with the script is like I really want you to do this Mm -hmm. and I just have I feel like you'll help me like bring this to life and so for Jeff to feel that way about me and Casey and I was just very honored Mm -hmm. and I mean it's a it's an easy to relate to love story of like the unrequited love and also falling in love with your best friend and kind of harboring that love. And I feel like me and Casey did a good job at kind of projecting that tenderness of friendship as it escalates into like, you know, when we, if we like, like throw the ice cream down, <laughs> run off in the beach. Um, like I feel like every, it was like a very well-written script. And so I'm like just grateful to get to be a part of that. And so it was very easy for me, honestly, to bring those emotions to the screen and working with someone like Casey, like who, she's also a great writer, director, actress, like, I'm like, she does it all. So I was like, okay, like, I guess I got to bring my A game. (laughs) And then of course, like the sex scene was beautiful and me and her, I I knew too, like already, it was crazy too, because that was the first time we shot together. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about doing it before, of course, and it's always fun to build that tension with like co-stars. So it was really cool to, I kind of love doing first sex scenes with someone for features, mm-hmm. 
because sometimes it's like I feel like especially in that movie I mean the script is two best friends finally Mm -hmm. you know falling in love and having sex so I feel like that nervousness energy of like oh my god fucking this person for the first time on camera kind of goes hand in hand with like because I did that too for her for a lust feature it was the first time I had sex with Alexis Tay and it was very much that where you're like I don't know this person I don't know their body I don't know what they're gonna like I'm gonna do my best I know what I like especially being a woman like just kind of knowing like thank god we always have the consent talks but yeah yeah it was I felt like it was a I don't know. Everything felt organic. Everything felt good. I felt very proud at the end of it. Uh, and then now we have all these nominations. So yeah. I'm like, which is like even just getting the nominations is like great to be recognized for. And I wasn't even going to go to AVN. And then Seth Gamble was like, you have to go to AVN. <laughs> He's like, I know that that movie's going to get nominated. And the, I said, I was like, if I get Best Actress, I'll go. And then like the that was the first thing I saw when um, was it Casey, Casey sent, sent, sent us it? The link, yeah. I was like, oh shit! <laughs> like, okay, I guess I got to be in. Yeah, but yeah. What were you surprised to see that? <laughs> kind of. I I would I felt like she like killed it more. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but um, I mean, I definitely did my best. So again like just the nomination I was like oh wow like mm-hmm. and for it to be like a featurette we all worked on that I'm like you guys you guys go buy it on our only fans like yeah. it's not something that I don't know it feels almost like more rewarding yeah because it was very much a grassroots yeah project it yeah. wasn't for a studio no no one gave us money to no <laughs> and that's why I'm like we all <laughs> did like gave our time and gave yeah. our efforts that's really yeah, you had to really feel like it was something worth your time. Mm-hmm. And that and I- it did. Even if, if I didn't get that, I was still very happy and yeah. proud of the whole project. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, no. Yeah. I think it came out great. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> guys, if you haven't seen Hopeless, you can find it on my site, hollyrandall.com, mm-hmm. and also on, on Lumi's OnlyFans. So if you haven't watched it, go check it out because yes. – it is it is a lovely piece of sexual cinema. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so let's um let's talk about squirting. Hot topic. <laughs> a lot of people do not Speaking believe that it hydration. is a thing. It is a uh, fake, and it is just girls peeing everywhere. Um, what is your opinion on that? I think there's a little pee, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, but no, I mean. I think I would feel like people would have to ask my male talents that have worked with me. Um, <laughs> the feeling that they feel when they're inside me and when it comes out, they're like, it's not coming out where you pee. They're like, it's, it's like, yeah, and you can just feel like the tension, like in the buildup, mm-hmm. and it's almost like an ejaculation. Mm-hmm. Um, they also always, it doesn't taste like pee. I've mm-hmm. tasted it. So, like, I always, chefs always have to taste their, <laughs> taste their meals. <laughs> that leads me to, like, ask how you feel, okay, <laughs> how you feel about cum. Oh, I always swallow. But, like, will oh. you be afterwards, you'd be like, mm, too much coffee. Mm-hmm. Like, do you? Honestly, I've had more experiences Tasting, I feel like men in the industry actually take care of themselves better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I feel like they want to do a better job, and they like like every male talent I work with at least goes to the gym every day. Yeah, drinks eats water, well. eats well. Because yeah. like, it's, I mean, no matter. I mean, I'm sure there's ones out there, but, but I mean, here's the thing. Like I know that people tend to sometimes laugh when I say this, but this is true. Like. Porn stars are athletes. They're oh, sexual athletes. That's like, what I mean. You have to treat your body like, yeah, like that. You had sex with Tyler for three fucking hours. You that's think that, why. Like, Tyler could do that if he sat on his ass and ate Cheetos all day. No. And like, you know, like guys. Boy surfs. They, like he does. Yeah, yeah. They have to be able to be in good shape mm-hmm. to have just the ability to 
do the scene right like it's a very physical thing and then they have to also be able to get their dick hard yeah which is like a whole like next level of physical exertion every time i do a strap-on scene (laughs) you have more respect for the guys i'm always like because a lot of times i'll just do it for only fans but i've done some for like adult time too Mm. here and there and every time i'm just like oh my god (laughs) 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 holding like yeah. having a hold, and I'm like, I'm also. It's not like I'm actually getting pleasure out of it. Nope. So I'm really just like, hi, oh, you guys like do this, and you also, because the thing is, I'm doing it, and there's no way I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the fact that these guys have to do that, and if it feels good, yeah, or if it feels not that good, like they have to, like, gracefully shift or like not come. Like, yeah, you have to. Yeah, if it feels not that good, the you most, still have to stay hard. Yeah, and then you and have to stay hard. And if it feels too hard. good, you have to not come. Yeah, so I'm always like, the most underrated job, I think, is male performers. Oh, my God, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a lot for females, like, in what we put our bodies through. But, again, I'm like, I treat my body like an athlete like I get massages I do infrared sauna I get Mm -hmm. IV drips I try to take care of myself as well as I can because it's a lot (laughs) um but I feel like I've I've had which again it's not always women's fault but definitely I'm like I take so many probiotics apple cider vinegar like to have a healthy gut and healthy area Mm mm-hmm but I feel like I've had more experiences where I taste a girl and I'm like, like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to spit on it and just hope, like, <laughs> just do this. Yeah. yeah. And, but a lot, of, I don't think I've ever had a bad experience where I'd be like, mm, yeah, you too much Red Bull. <laughs> like, <laughs> so far. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. it's, it's harder. I think for women, it's harder to take care of their vaginas because mm-hmm. there's, especially when you're having sex with people with different pH balances there's then, a lot of things yeah, that go so that's why can I'm go like, wrong and not every woman knows how to take care of their body yeah and it's different for everybody yeah because I know you know I'll ask veterans like what their what their method is and it'll be different oh yeah girl to girl and yeah. it'll be like this is what works for me mm-hmm. I tried the thing that this other person does did not work for me so you yeah. have to figure out what works for your body and it could take a while yeah and yeah, some people sure. are more sensitive than others and that like I am not prone to UTIs but I know girls mm-hmm. who are yeah and a lot of times those girls are would rather shoot anal and I'm always like that's crazy but then I'm like oh wait no UTIs are yeah. awful like but also like anal is easier for some girls than so, vaginal yeah, sex depending on the makeup of like your, your yeah yeah home. that's true yeah I it's not for me but <laughs> <laughs> I like it but it's like it's yeah I think I like it because it feels more animalistic mm. that's the only time I like it but that's why I like it every once in a while mm-hmm. versus I could not I don't think I could be a anal performer mm-hmm where it's like your thing and you yeah. do it a lot. Yeah. Like I would be very shocked if I ever get an award for an anal scene. <laughs> mm. Well, I mean, so you we'll never see. Know. <laughs> never know. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, do you feel like you have a porn persona, or do you think that you're pretty authentically like yourself? In I'm me. Like I'm. I do my OnlyFans. I do all my social media, and like <laughs> why I haven't hired someone is I'm like. I'm so much me that I don't know if I can even train someone how to respond like I do Um, or post stuff like I do. So I have yet to – it would have to be like probably like a friend, honestly. Mm -hmm. At first I thought that would be bad, but now I'm like, I don't know who else knows me in my voice. And I'm very much me. Yeah, I I remember – gay in the industry and like I mean I see so many people who make probably so much more money doing that for Mm -hmm. sure but I just was like meh I don't (laughs) I don't have the energy it's already a lot to like do the acting part and Mm -hmm. I love acting but I want that to be a job I don't want to be like every day of my life with um, my social media presence yeah so yeah, I mean, who else is going to make poop jokes about Indian food? Exactly. I'm like, 
Dave Roth didn't like it, but <laughs> but there there were some people out there who did. Yeah, I'm like I'm still here. I'm I think still kicking it. I think at the end of the day, people always appreciate authenticity. Yeah, I'm like I, I don't know. I'm like it's honestly, I'm just lazy. <laughs> I'm like I just don't have the energy. Like yeah, like because I know so many girls who they knew what their porn name was going to be. They knew like they even like would maybe lie about their age or lie about their backstory. I'm like, I don't really want to be anyone else. Yeah. I'm pretty, I've been me for so long that. Yeah. But I mean, there's probably people who look to get into the industry because they want to be somebody else. And that's why too. And I get that. And I also know a lot of times that's probably like a defense mechanism or something. There's like something there, you know, there's something that they, that's like, they feel like, okay, I can become this character now. And that person is like mm-hmm. tucked away and I'll have to deal with all that trauma mm-hmm. and this. So, yeah. It's you got to deal with the different... trauma eventually. Yeah. It didn't come up and bite you in the ass at yeah. some point. But different strokes were different folks. This is true. So, um, since we are reaching the end of our episode and it is Christmas, mm-hmm. I have <laughs> this gift for you. I'm so glad you didn't tell me what, what it was. was. I know yeah, I was. I, now I, I'm like, what the hell could it be? So, um, so my husband got this, and he brought it home. He's like, "You got to give this to someone on your podcast." He's like, <laughs> "You got to." He's like, "It's so good." I'm like, "Okay, okay." So here you. Okay, I'm okay. not going to say anything else. I'm just going okay. to. Okay. Oh God. Okay. Holy shit. So dumb. Oh my. That's so much. So dumb. I didn't even know they I didn't even know they made a two pound. This is a size. This is more than I weighed coming out. You can just throw the wrapping on the floor. Okay. (laughs) It is like a child. So for those of you who are not watching the video, it's a two pound giant peppermint. Holy Nikes. I don't know. It's just so dumb. It's like, oh my who God. the fuck eats that thing? Like, I love that he what else was could at that... the grocery store and was like, this is... Bristol Farms <laughs> of all places, too. Bristol Farms. And he said... This he's is like, a... this... Yeah. And he's he's like, like, you like, know who's going to love this? Porn star. Porn stars. <laughs> a two-pound giant <laughs> peppermint stick. Because oh it's like... Oh, my God. Okay, so if one was to actually want to eat that, like, how, how do I get my mouth? Would that take? Should you? Do you want to try? Do you want to see? Like, if I'll you- think I might dislocate my jaw trying to do this, but I'll try. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, it's not as okay. Why does it look bigger in the box? Yeah. I mean, it's still big, but <laughs> yeah, I'm like I can't even. I can't even get my mouth around it. You'd have to like lick this for it's. For a very long years. Time. Yeah, I know. It's like it's like the dread of candy canes. This is literally probably the size. It's like but I mean, honestly, like how Bristol Farms, how does one eat that thing? Do you just lick it for I mean, how long would it take you to eat that? And then and then you're not gonna eat it in one, right? So you, you no. lick it and then what do you put it in a cook? Like, I'm honestly probably gonna melt this down and some oh, turn it into something else. And okay, make it like a recipe for something else, like okay. cookies or something. Because I'm like, there's stuff in here that you can take. See, but see, I clearly gifted this to the right person. <laughs> you actually found <laughs> a way, something, a way, some, a use for that besides sticking it up one of your orifices. Yeah, I'm like, if I was gonna do that, it has to. This is staying on. Yeah. I might try that before and then make cookies with it afterwards and mm. gift it to some perverts. Oh, my God. What a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very Casey Calvert thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love – this is one of the things I love about Casey is that you talk to her. She's such an intelligent woman. She's such like a – I don't I, I don't want to say like she's normal because that suggests that everybody <laughs> else is not normal. Right. Like we're all crazy in some way. But she's, you know, intelligent – She's reasonable. She's rational. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, like all of these things, so intelligent, so talented. And then she like sticks eggs up her butt. Yeah. <laughs> and then like pushes them out. And yeah. I like, we'll see these videos on my Twitter. I'm like, 
I can't that reconcile was a, that with the Casey that I know, but yeah. I mean, I guess I can. No, the first time, <laughs> first time I ever heard about her was through Gustavo Turner, and he was like, um, he was just giving me all the great names mm-hmm. to work for. He was like, he would love to work for Casey. She's she works for Lust and stuff, and I was like, cool, I'll look her up. And the pin tweet was her, like. Yeah. Her I mean, butt was cranked an, open. She's an anal queen. She's the anal queen. She's an anal queen. I don't think anyone else really gets that title. No. I see people here and there say that they are. I'm like, I, do you bake cookies with your butt? I don't think so. <laughs> Until anyone else does, I'm giving the anal queen to Casey. <gasps> oh my god, you guys should do a cooking show together where you like she like cracks eggs in her butt and then you make <laughs> something out of it. I'll call her after this. I mean, is that the best idea or not? Yeah. Like, I'm we sorry, could, but that's I, the best idea. Yeah, I'm like, uh, like we could do it on OnlyFans, but I think all the other sites we can. Because I'm like, I'm, because I know Only she fans, does that. OnlyFans is weird about um, food, actually. Yeah, they say you can't put it inside you. Yeah, maybe loyal. Um, Casey will know. Casey, Casey will know. Yeah, I'm like, I'll, I feel like loyal fans, you can do it. I would just do it just so. <laughs> Just to do it, honestly. <laughs> okay. Well, I've that is that is my idea of the year. <laughs> Thank God we're coming to an end of Yay. the year because uh, I won't have any other great ideas like that. <laughs> uh, so I do have some questions for you from my Patreon members, which we'll do a separate little clip for Ooh. for them exclusively. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're a Patreon member, you will be able to watch that. If not. You should join. Um, in the meantime, Lumi, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. It was such a pleasure. And can you tell everybody where they can find you online? You can find me at uh, Instagram at Lumi underscore Ray, at Twitter or X um, at Lumi Ray with two Ys, and OnlyFans just at Lumi Ray. Fantastic. <laughs> and you guys can find me at Holly Randall on X slash Twitter mm-hmm. <laughs> and Instagram. Uh, my TikTok is still there, shockingly. Ooh. Holly Randall unfiltered. Is it, Mosh, is it Holly Randall unfiltered or Holly Randall 78? Holly Randall 78. Oh, Randall 78 is my TikTok. Uh, and then also, of course, if you want to support this podcast, access the bonus Q&As that we're going to do right now. Watch these live streams. Um, join my Patreon, patreon.com slash Filtered, And of course, I would be remiss not to mention our movie, Hopeless, mm-hmm. um, that got six AVN nominations and three Expos nominations. Mm-hmm. Go to hollyrandall.com to purchase the movie there. Thank you guys so much. Happy fucking holidays. Yay. We are taking next week off for Christmas, but I will be back the first week of January with more episodes for you and so much more coming in 2024. Thank you guys so much. Have a great one. Thank you so much for listening. Your support means the world to me. A great way to show your love is to rate and review my show. And an easy way to do that is to go to ratethispodcast.com slash HRU and you'll be directed to the various podcast apps your device supports and then led to where you can leave your review. And if you can afford to financially support this podcast, you can do so for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com hollyrandallunfiltered. This is where you'll get access to the live streams of my interviews, bonus Q&As with my guests, access to my fine art photography and behind the scenes of my shoots, free memberships to my not safe for work website, hollyrandall.com, merchandise such as stickers, mugs, and hoodies, and so much more. You can watch the video versions of these podcasts at my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered. Join us every Sunday evening for episode premieres where you can chat live with myself and other HRU fans as we watch the newest release together. You can also follow the show on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. All of my social media links are at hollylinks.com.